Good evening, Path to Warren podcast. This is Matt Warren. It's episode 140. Today is February 20th, 2021. And I wanted to give a few tips for February in the yard. Um, And, you know, the golden rule is February 14th, which is Valentine's Day, should be when everybody in the Southeast trims their roses. You know, I was going to say in the country or everybody everywhere, but that's just not true. Um, There are people covered up with snow right now, so obviously they can't trim their roses. But if uh, if you're in the Southeast and like today was about 60 degrees and in the in the morning though it was really cold um close to freezing uh but february 14th is about the time when the roses start to turn and will start to set blooms and buds not blooms but uh, buds for new green leaves to start coming out and i I did see a few today Um, but there's also a couple other things that i went ahead and trimmed in the yard. So I just thought I would use this podcast as a chance to talk about ground covers, things like liriope. Um, I have this ground cover that I planted along the edges of some beds in the backyard. If you check out my blog at pathtowarren.com, I've got a blog under the category of, of gardening tips. I'm, I'm going to have a blog. I haven't started it yet, but I've got the photos. To, I documented the, the journey and what I was looking for. Um, and I'll, I'll explain a little bit about that. So the trick to, to cutting back the roses to do it right around Valentine's Day, February 14th. Uh, today's, I told you, was February 20th. So with the cold weather and the rain, this was the closest weekend after that date um, where I had time to do that but I trimmed back the the knockout roses I cut them back by at least half um, and I also cut back the drift roses substantially uh, to about half of their size uh, maybe even a little bit more I, I, I really wanted to cut those back um, I also used this time to shape up some boxwoods there were boxwoods at the front door that were more ornamental, kind of in the shape of a, a Christmas tree, a, a small Christmas tree. Um, and I did those as well as there was a large camellia that had already bloomed. It's, it's been here, I don't know, 20 some years. It, it's an old school camellia, uh, Sasanqua camellia that the trunk on it's like eight inches, you know, it's just huge. It had gotten really big. I cut a good two feet off of it today um, just because it needed it. So once the camellias are already bloomed, uh, once they've done their blooming for the year around January, it's okay to go ahead and cut them back. So I did that. Um, and then there were the small dwarf yopons that are in the shape of a, of a nice formal X in what we call a knot garden, which is spelled K-N-O-T. These uh, small dwarf yopons were 
were cut back today, but by about half, you know, I started out doing about three inches off at the top and then it ended up, I cut them back probably about half, maybe not all the way half, a good third for sure. Um, because once the other plants in that perennial bed start to come up around it, it's very difficult to go back and, and top it off, you know, come around January, I mean, uh, July, August, September, that those little yopons will have started to fill back in and grow. And, but there's also the things that we want to look at that are about to bloom are also coming through at that time. So, and you've got it full of canna lilies. Um, it's just difficult to reshape those into a formal look once things start to grow up around it. So uh, I went ahead and did that before any of the perennials start to show up, which meant I was able to walk through there and not worry about crushing any small things. Um, so let's go to the liriope, the ground cover. Some people call them monkey grass. I don't like to call it that. It's uh, basically liriope. And in my yard I blended two maybe three different varieties but I had collected collected them from people's scraps on the street after we moved in I would you know be walking or driving to work and I'd see somebody was cleaning up their their bed and put a bunch of that outside the the street and I, I went and picked it up and uh, so I, I before I planted it I made sure I had enough and as I separated them into small sprigs, uh, I did them uh, different, you know, used the two different varieties and kind of staggered them so that it, they looked like a blend and it actually turned out pretty nice. Um, so the trick with ground covers like Liriope, if you wait too late and to try to cut them back, what happens is around March 1st, March 15th, uh, the new growth for the spring, the new growth will be about an inch or two or three inches even. And when you go to try to cut it back, um, the, the old growth from last year will it, it starts to look bad and it's got frizzled tops normally and it's just frost bitten and it, it kind of hangs low. It's a dark green color. What happens is these, these neon green, <laughs> these really light color neon green shoots start shooting up and they'll be about four, five, six and each, each week they grow like an inch. Um, and so what will happen is <clears throat> before long they'll be standing straight up and the old growth is very ragged and looking rough and it's hanging down on the sides um, so my suggestion is to you got to get in there February you know February is the time when you're doing the roses and doing the boxwoods and doing any kind of uh, hollies that might need it you know I skipped the hollies by the way that had uh, berries on them there were two hollies up by the <clears throat> our public our little public library that I did not, I started to, but I, I just hit two, two little corners on them uh, because they were full of big red berries that the birds like, so I skipped those. Uh, but the holly by the back gate was starting to 
grow out and impede the side the sidewalk our little maintenance strip sidewalk so I went ahead and um, cut that holly back because you don't want people walking into the holly um, anytime a, ho- a holly like that or a laura petulum uh, I- I- anytime some of those things get really big um, it's just good to go ahead and cut them so that they're not in the walkways <clears throat> um, so going back to the liriope and the ground cover if you do it in february before the end of february like around the beginning or middle of february that's ideal you want to if you do it early enough you can get in there with a lawnmower or with a weed eater weed eater is better um but you can get in there and cut it really easily without having to bend over and use scissors which i normally end up having to do because i get to it too late um this year i was able to take a weed eater and just give it a nice haircut all the way around the perimeter border grass you know these these liriope are planted in just along the edges between the grass and the natural area and they're they're used as a border <clears throat> they keep the perennials inside and the grass on the outside and they also act actually work as a great ball stop when kids are playing soccer and they're kicking balls um the the balls tend to stay out of the perennials which are more fragile and where i want to keep the balls out of <laughs> um, so today before i started weed eating i always encourage people before they start trimming back the liriope if they ever do trim back the liriope you want to get in there and and pull back the old leaves you know, the old um blades and look for the new growth and you want to check periodically along that mound because in some places based on water and sunlight and um dirt uh, you know soil 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 nutrients based on where you are there could be some areas where you don't see any growth coming up yet and then some areas where it's two inches tall um so it's very important to spot check throughout your whole patch of ground cover and so i checked four or five places of the border grass and was able to just see i mean not even the size of a fingernail they were very very small just barely um showing their heads it kind of like the tip of a tooth of a um of a q-tip basically is what i would see at the base of these these ground covers so what that told me was that the ground covers are just they haven't even started to poke through yet which is great um you want to you want to trim back the old growth so that there's about three inches to be safe there's about three inches above the new growth this is very 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 important and I, it could be three or five or six inches it doesn't really matter but you don't want to get too close. You don't want to risk hitting that new growth and and ripping or shredding the tip of that very fragile new growth because you'll be looking at it for the rest of the year. If you go through and like if you say it's March 7th, 
it's March 7th in South Carolina and you're going to go trim your liriope and you take your lawnmower and you just plow over it because you're lazy <laughs> um, or you don't know any better let's just call it that uh, or you take your weed eater and you just kind of mow down to the ground and you don't leave that little bit of an afro of the old growth you'll be stuck looking at the shredded ends and it looks horrible you'll see it all the time if you if you go looking at like say the public parks and places where people just don't know any better or don't care uh, the tip of the, the blades of the liriope are cut and they're shredded and they're it's like they're you know cut with a with a with a weed eater <laughs> Uh, it's not a clean cut like with scissors or anything. It's because they, they were got lazy and just plowed it and didn't check to see the new growth. So the important part about checking the new growth is so you can see how high you need to cut. It, sometimes the new growth is an inch tall. If it's an inch tall, then you're going to cut maybe, you know, have it be four to six inches tall on the old grass. You're going to cut it back four to six inches tall. The trick, again, is to make sure at whatever you do, whatever costs, it's better to be safe than sorry and come back with scissors if you're not sure of an area but you don't want to cut that new growth so i would encourage you around february 15th or before if you can get in there and you know most people don't want to do it december january because they want to still have that that green you know because in january and december everything's pretty much dead there's nothing in your yard there's no perennials around the perennial bed so the only thing i've got green is this dark leaf liriope and it looks real sharp um it's a dark dark green and it's tall and it's evergreen and it's really hardy uh with the cold so, so there's a there's kind of like a fine line of okay i gotta get in here and cut it on a, on a weekend where i have available to do this but I can't let it get too tall, I, and I cannot. Um, I also don't want to do it too early because then I won't be able to look at it. But it's better to be safe than sorry and go ahead and cut it earlier than later. Um, if you have an available weekend in January or something, go ahead and do it. It won't hurt anything. So it was a good yard working day. I really get a lot of therapy. It's definitely a top line behavior. You don't know what top lines are go back and search the podcast up uh, for what top lines are but working in the yard and gardening is definitely therapy I'm able to listen to a podcast or or uh, you know participate in a recovery meeting um, while I'm using the blower or edging or weed eating you know it's mindless to me I don't have to think about it um, and it makes the yard look good it's an instant gratification so I hope that was uh, beneficial. Just to recap real quick, uh, boxwoods, cut them back February, you know, no problem on February 20th. Camellias, unless you see blooms, unless you see blooms like they're about to do their thing. Um, if you see blooms, just hold off another week or two or three, but it's starting to be too late for camellias to bloom. So now's a good time to go ahead and cut back the camellias. Um, 
and you want to go ahead and do it now because you don't want to touch them the rest of the year. You know, whatever you do, don't touch the azaleas or they won't bloom. Uh, that's not what you touch right now. Don't touch the lower petulums. That's not really the right time. Um, but I, I, I will always encourage you if something's hanging over a sidewalk or hanging over any kind of walkway or porch or patio or, um, you know, invading into the space you, you need to just go ahead and cut it back and try to do it so in a way that it looked like it was a natural cut and not leave what we call a hat rack you know you don't want to leave a coat rack or a hat rack uh, which is a pizza like six inches sticking out uh, that'll stab somebody so you want to do it in a way where you can go back and trim one of those larger branches back with a snip or a lopper uh, but it'll hide in the smaller branches so uh, check your liriope before you cut make sure the new growth is there if it's not there you can cut it down really low but don't go with a lawnmower if you can help it because the lawnmower will, will scalp and if you're scalping that area where the liriope are then you're, you're going to cut that new growth off it's better to use a weed eater a weed eater if you catch it in time <laughs> You don't catch it in time, which I've had to do most of my life, is to go through with standard scissors like you get from inside the house. I, I take the scissors and every time I use them, I have to wash them off or Megan gets upset. But uh, take the scissors and grab a handful of hair and cut it. Grab a handful of, it, of leaves and, you know, the grass and cut it back, uh, making very very sure that you're not cutting that new growth nothing looks worse than doing all that work and have cut the new growth and have to look at the ends cut off for the rest of the year so now it's also a good time once I get the blower and blow out all these beds I'm taking the blower and blowing out that ground cover um, border grass really really well trying to get all the leaves that get caught up in there you know, now's the time to get that out. Get out, clean out that bed where the perennials are that are about to start doing their thing. They'll start showing up here in the next month, popping up. You want to go ahead and clean off the top of those leaves that have accumulated all fall, picking up the sticks. Just blow it out really well so that those new um, uh, little shoots of, the, of your fun perennials start to come back up. My favorite is purple cone flower. If you don't have a purple cone flower, make sure you get one. Um, I think that, I think I'm gonna leave it right there. Um, another favorite is a black-eyed Susan. They're very easy to propagate, easy to divide and move around. They're very hardy, low maintenance. Um, you just have to go through and deadhead, but that's pretty much any perennial. So. Uh, hope that that little tip was what uh, would, will serve you well. Share it with a friend. Um, check out the Path to Warren again, pathtowarren.com. I'll have a blog there um, about what the photos look like on my recent yard work journey today. Hope everybody has a great day. Remember to make your contribution. Thanks so much. Over and out.